Hello everyone. So today I have a very special video because Prep Lounge has actually sponsored this video and we're going to be going over a premium case here. So these cases you have to pay extra for. It's not the free ones that you see on here. So we do have a tech case, but at the same time, it's more on the business side because McKinsey Digital does use cases like this. So really excited to play with this because I've never really seen one. And also thank you so much, Jen, for being here because this is actually her first case. So please be, please don't be harsh on her. This is probably going to be like everyone's first case, like either really bad or like a lot, a lot better than you think. <laughs> so hopefully like I didn't scare you, Jen, but um, <laughs> first off, I did send over the case through the chat to her. And this, by the way, this case will not be available for you if you're watching this video because you do need the premium, but I'm only doing this so you can kind of see what are the kind of resources that are out there. So definitely check out the link below if you want to get a prep lounge premium account. So just to kind of go over this, the case is Yodaphone. So it's a based off of operation strategies, not specifically tech, but it does involve tech. It's intermediate difficulty. I know technically Jen is a beginner, but we're going to be working with intermediate because I think she can handle it. She's just new to tech specifically, but I think a lot of what this is going to go over is actually something she's familiar with because of her previous experience. And this is a candidate led. So Jen, do you know what that means? Yeah. So I'm leading the interview, not yeah. the... Okay. Yeah. So the case that I provided is going to provide a lot of the information, but it's really up to you to really ask those questions and make sure that you are kind of on the right track. But um, over time, it's really just like you provide the solution and I kind of have to understand like what you're trying to get over. So you did previously mention before this that you have trouble sometimes to articulate very cohesively. So we're going to be also trying to figure out like what are some ways you can kind of rephrase things or so that way it's not really only about the solution. It's also about how you execute this. So uh, I'm going to first give you some time for you to read over the case a little bit and then also feel free to like let me know if you have any questions while we're doing this. Okay. All Thank right. You. So now it's really up to Jen to actually go over like what are any preliminary questions that she has. So this case will be split into three parts, workstream timeline analysis, scope analysis, and team allocation and cost savings. So based off of the information provided in the problem definition and the exhibits, uh, we're going to first start off with the workstream timeline analysis. So uh, basically the client is... Um releasing this three-year program and they're two years in and mm -hmm. they're significantly behind schedule and they're using way too much money yep um so then they're trying to so then they're asking me to come in and make sure that all of the internal processes are running efficiently yes and um those like uh um resources that they're buying like supplies and all of that are not going over their budget mm -hmm. and so they need to reallocate those resources yep. and make sure that everything runs smoothly for the mm -hmm. final year since they're two years in yep okay um so for specifically the workstream timeline analysis we want to kind of ask you first uh in terms of what do you think about the allocation of the team that's currently in exhibit one do they want to allocate um, a more equally distributed team in each sector or it's just depending on how I think it would run better? It's dependent on how you think it would do better. So uh, if you want, you can also take a look at the other exhibit and see how they may connect. Okay. 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 
country. So by the way, I just want to add a team month means that one team would take one month to complete one unit of work. So then with the 12, it would take 12 months for them? Yep. To, okay, gotcha. And then we currently have 10 teams that each cost $100,000 per month. Okay. So my question is, how can we reduce the number of teams since it takes, so you said it takes 10 teams for, or sorry, what was the 100,000 again? Could you repeat that? Yes. So we currently have 10 teams that each cost $100,000 per month. So then that would be um, in 12 months, that would cost um, 1 million for mm -hmm. 10 teams. Yep. And so our budget for this, it, do you have the budget to be exact for this project or I, I know that they're over the budget, mm -hmm. but is there um, a specific number I should try to keep within? Okay, so for the purpose of this one, we just wanna see how much, how much work that uh, in terms of workforce will we need to actually be able to complete the scope. Okay. So just assume that there's no budget and see like based off of what I just provided you and the exhibits in front of you, how would you want to allocate the teams to make sure it's the most optimized? Okay. Okay, so according to your responses for specifically the workstream timeline analysis, I do want to say that you did the calculation correctly about how it costs about $1 million a month in total and it ends up being $12 million by the end of the project. And actually, the purpose of these cases is purposely it's candidate led, like we mentioned before. So a lot of these questions are expecting you to provide these questions. And for this particular one, uh, if you were trying to figure out like a framework of how this would work out, honestly, it's just thinking about, I don't know if you're familiar with the time scope and money. Are you familiar uh, with like that project management triangle? Uh, no, not too okay. much. Yeah. So in when it comes to consulting, it's very important to know this. Like it doesn't even matter like where it is in tech, management consulting, strategy consulting. This mm -hmm. is, I think, like it's actually like prevalent and not even just in consulting. It's like everywhere. So let's say you do a real estate project. You have time. Let's say you have three years to build this project where it's the building. And then you also have scope. So what if we want it to be like a fancy lobby? We want a pool, a gym. We also want high ceilings and everything like that. But then your money is like very, very low. So how are you going to make that happen? You kind of have to see like what should what should go, what should be prioritized and whatnot. So this particular case is like the moment when you read the project the problem definition, and you see that they're significantly behind schedule and over budget, you're going to have to think about it in the way that you would understand it. And I always like feel that this is the part that people forget about. They, the moment they get a case, they're like, oh my God, this is like way over my head, too complicated. I never had a situation like this. But in reality, you probably have. If you think about planning a trip with your friends, you probably are like, oh no, this trip is coming up in a week. And we're also like way over budget. Our Airbnb was too expensive. What would you do? So the, t the same exact activities you'd be doing, like probably not exactly the same thing where like, I don't know, like you cut down, you cancel your Airbnb and get a cheaper one, but it's still the same thought process that comes in here. So it's just a matter of like providing it into this 
corporate context of how would you do this? So um, in the mindset of knowing that it costs about $100,000 per month for 10 teams each, and also knowing like how much work is left, there's like 12 months left. And we do know that they are going to be behind schedule, which means that there's some scope that you're going to have to cut out. So that means that it should be an indicator like, okay, I need to do something about how it's allocated right now. Maybe the way it's right now is not even, and maybe the way that they're currently doing is some probably need more time or more money than usual. But also like at one point, it is also something you need to realize that some scope is going to have to be cut, but how? So that is, should be like a trigger for you to know. Now, probably this is the time to ask questions about, okay, how do we even know what scope to cut? So for most consulting, you always want to know, let's say, for example, let's use a whole trip example again. So you're going to be on a ski trip, but you want to do like 10 things, but you only have time for three. So what are the kind of thoughts and questions that you would have from that? Your stakeholders are probably going to be the people on the trip. You want to know like, who's every, how is everyone's budget? Like, can they do this? Do they want to do this in the first place? And from there decide. So these are going to be similar questions that way. I know like, does this kind of make sense a little bit more? Because I feel like whenever people think about corporate, we're like, oh my God, I know anything. I don't know anything about it, but the thought process is still pretty similar to that kind of world. Right, right. Yeah. And yeah. now that you've refreshed my memory on the time project management, mm-hmm. yeah, now I understand. That's like typical of any single project yeah. of any project. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um okay. So um, so, so uh, specifically for the work stream timeline analysis, I'm going to give you a little bit more time on this again. So knowing the information that you know so far, I guess like you can try to see like how much work do you think will come? Like what without budget in mind because it's really just to see like how much work is there how much money or even like how long it will take and then from there we will talk more about like okay how what do we need to give up right okay gotcha Mm -hmm. um well since they're significantly over budget i think um a critical factor to look at is um how many teams we have and then if we can reduce the number of teams to make it cheaper for the project. And also since um, it says that um, it's significantly behind schedule. Mm-hmm. So by so they have 12 months to complete the next part of the program. Mm-hmm. So maybe by um, reducing the number of teams and this. So I do want to stop you there. Why do you want to reduce teams as opposed to all the other options? If you think about that, time scope and money triangle right uh i think well since it costs um 12 million for 12 teams in Mm -hmm. a year um you have to also take into consideration the value also the value of the teams Mm -hmm. and so um maybe not cutting the teams actually would uh be beneficial but um so a recommendation for you is try like time, scope, money. I mean, another way is like cost in some ways, but I like to say money for this. It's just to see out of all those three, what can you control and what can you not control? What are some things that you could play around to make it work? Okay. So I know this is your first case. So let me just kind of walk you through here. Time. Do you think there is any wiggle room there? Um, with the time, you can definitely reduce the number of months to get it completed. How would you do that? Um, by cutting costs. So you can, there, 
because because there's many internal costs that you have to consider within mm -hmm. your project and so sometimes whenever you have to see the um, the main issues of the mm -hmm. project and see um, how long it'll take to complete it okay and then um, kind of prioritize which ones need to be assessed which issues are more important and need to be assessed and then um, take that into consideration with the amount of time that it takes to finish that and so um, also making sure that the team has um, the relevant training mm -hmm. to make sure that they're on top of schedule because if um, the team doesn't have the resources to um, finish it then that can also be a delay um, in terms of uh, finishing the project. Mm -hmm. So in this case, I would say a project delay is not something we're looking to do, and we also don't want to incur any extra costs. So in this case, what would you suggest us to do then? Um, could you repeat that one more time? So yep. So when it comes to time, I will say that we are we don't want to have a project delay. So we're pretty strict on that. And we also don't want to incur any extra costs. So if you're thinking about like potentially getting a new team or um, more resources on that, we also can't do that. So in that case, like what would you say is the next thing to consider? So if, and they're also not trying to cut the teams as well, right? They're pretty, um, they're pretty good with keeping the same number of teams, mm -hmm. just the productivity that goes yeah. in with yeah. each team. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so instead, I think maybe you can keep the same number of teams, but um, spread them into. Uh, so I think first for, since you have the work, you have three work streams, customer experience, yep. process improvements, and data insights. And so these are three considerations um, that you have to uh, realize mm -hmm. whenever, uh, you put the teams in and I think allocating the number of teams into each work stream. So how would you want to allocate these work streams? What would be the first step? Um, so let's kind of yep, go on. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say, since they're trying to make the program more digitized, mm -hmm. um, I think, uh, and then also keeping it user-friendly. So mm -hmm. with the customer experience and all of that. Um, and then seeing, uh, I guess with implementing it and then um, is it right to say like you want the customers to try it out, to test and trial and then see if there's any needed improvements or is that not? So for specifically this case, we wanna know how are we going to deal with it internally as opposed to the actual scope or task at hand. So in this case, like when it comes to time, money and scope, like what would we do? How would we analyze it? And then how would we move forward to make sure that this is at least the most optimized that we can? So you don't have to worry about like the customer experience. You also don't have to worry about being digitized. That's just really the context of what's going on. but. I will say that the major pieces of work is specifically on improving the customer experience, improving internal processes, and leveraging data analytics to drive value. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Can you tell me how many teams are provided for the 
program. And then, and yeah. So, oh wait, I think that it was at first um, 12 teams, right? Mm -hmm. For the customer experience. And then, um, could you tell me the rest of the teams that are being allocated to the other work streams? I'm just gonna cut in here. And what, what the case is specifically looking for is instead of having me tell you like, what should it be? They're really asking me to say, hey, like I'm looking for you to also see like how much of these do I actually value? Like between data insights, process improvements and data, I mean, customer experience, process improvements and data insights, which ones do I actually care about the most? And why do I care about that the most? So specifically when you think about it when in business terms, probably the one that brings in the most money or brings in the most value. So that's where at this point, once you have kind of made that realization, that's where I would provide you the exhibit, which is the second one. And then from there, when you look at the team allocation compared to what you see here on the actual, uh, like this whole MPV of the value of what this is, then you can probably allocate a little bit better. So doing the math that right now it costs 10 teams, $100,000 each. And then so from there, you can kind of figure out the budget just from that. This is like, and then you also know that it's within one year too. So and you already determined that that was 12 months. So you, from that month, from that actual value, you can probably figure out how many teams that would be from going backwards on that. So now that you know this, like you can probably use this. Uh, if you want to look at your second exhibit there, you can take a look at that and see, okay, so this is the value that this particular, like each of these mobile phones, cables, internet, and these work streams are bringing in. And you'll also see like, okay, in that case, which one's actually a good investment and which one's not. And from there, allocate from there. Okay. Um, so since um, you would need, or since they have 10 teams mm -hmm. that cost a hundred thousand per month. And um, so then within 12 months, you would need 12 million. So within mm -hmm. that budget, and then um, since they're trying to ensure the digitization of the program, I think you would need to look more into like their internal processes mm -hmm. and see how that's being run and seeing if they need improvements on that area. Mm -hmm. And also with the, just go ahead. Yeah, so the kind of answer we were looking for is uh, I'm going to first start off and ask you this. Why do you think a customer experience would, would be something we're looking for? Like think about it in the perspective of, and I always like to use this example here of like a real life situations where you had this, right. like why would a customer experience be something that you value? Let's say you work at right. a retail store. Why would, right. be, why would the company want to invest in customer experience? You what want to make sure that, that your product or service is being liked by the customer so then they mm -hmm. can come back and buy it again because that will yep. generate your revenue. Yeah, perfect. If no one's buying your product, mm -hmm. then you're not making any money. And mm -hmm. so then you're just wasting your time with the um, with uh, uploading the program if no one is going to use it. Yep, that's exactly right. So now moving on to the second one, why do you think a process improvement would be something worth investing in? Um, because in lots of projects, there's always delays. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that you're not um, spending too much, but also making sure that everything is running efficiently mm -hmm. is vital 
to making sure that um, the process is running smoothly. And um, depending on like how much people are in the team and how much is needed for that team to allocate the money into mm-hmm. that team and um, just a bunch of other investments that you have to consider. Yep. So thirdly, for data insights, why would we want to be investing into that? Um, so with data analytics, you kind of just need to see like what your um, customers are buying and what um, what you should be working on. Like yep. um, if a product is not going well, you need to look into that and see um, why it's not working or if you need to create a new model. Mm-hmm. Um, and then making sure uh, also with like, in terms of um, customer experience, you kind of have to understand like if your ads are working and all of that. Um, but yeah, just like all that. Okay. So the exhibit two that you have here now, if you want to calculate the monthly benefit of each of these work streams. So okay. you may want to look at the NPV, the net present value of each of them and compare them to the months of work remaining for that work piece. Okay, so. So I know like for you, you've been struggling with this because it seems like you know the answers when I ask you guided questions, but like I did mention earlier, this is a candidate led interview or an interviewee led interview. So a lot of times you're probably gonna be wondering like, is there a framework for this? Is there a way I can like go through this in a logical way without making it seem like all over the place? And you kind of have to figure it out at the beginning, the time scope money, that one, I think everyone should know if you're interested in doing cases or you're doing consulting, that one, I think like, honestly, not even just that, but like probably in project-based work, you'll be working with something like that too. So knowing about what are the pieces that you can work on? And then from there, once we figured out that scope was the one that we want to work on for this particular case, based off of the conditions that we provided, that we don't have any more money, we don't want to pay anymore. We also don't want to be like doing any additional like work. We don't, we want everything to be high quality. So like now you kind of have to think about like, in that situation, do we want to increase scope, decrease scope, or we can't push the time? Can we decrease time? Probably not, because that's already the issue right now. Should we increase teams? But then that would mean increase of cost. So that by itself can guide you into thinking about scope. So generally, when it comes to consulting, and I think a lot of project-based work, you have to cut down scope. Like That is going to be the general way, assuming strict budget, strict timeline. Right. So scope okay. generally will always be the answer typically. So if you think about it, of like building a mansion where you like your, your $50 million budget or something like that, think about it like once you hit down the line where you're like very low in your budget, maybe that pool is not something that you can get. Maybe a tennis court will be better. It's cheaper. But then now you also have to think about, okay, how much do I actually value? Maybe I don't even play tennis. Why would I get a tennis court in the first place? But I do really like swimming. So why don't I do that? Uh, So that's like something you should be thinking about too. Uh, When it comes to a company, it's the same exact thing. So let's say, for example, do we want to invest in a whole new uh, team specifically 
to work on our cloud practice as opposed to should we just hire and get caterers for our Thanksgiving party? Probably not. You want to see like which one is actually worth it. And so to most people, like they're going to have to care about one over the other, which is why I asked kind of those questions that I mentioned before of like, what do you think were the benefits of data insights, process improvements, customer experience? And then now what you have in front of you is the net present value of their benefits. Like what would they provide to the company? So now if you think about it from the, the first exhibit that I showed you, like the team months and how long it would take, if you do the math there from the calculations that we provided with $100,000 per month, then you will kind of understand from there, like what would it be in terms of, is it worth it compared to the actual profit or in this case, the value that they provide? Which one should we do? And then from there, you can reallocate everything. Okay, gotcha. Thank you so much for yeah. that. No problem. So I'm going to give you some more time to kind of think it through. And if you have any questions, just let me know. Okay, thank you. I don't necessarily understand, like, whenever you're trying to calculate how much each team will, um, how much each team costs within that 12-month yep. span, and then um, the the value of the project, like, mm -hmm. how do those two kind of correlate? And then how do you determine from there, like, what you need to um, calculate or, like, reduce the cost of? Yep. So let's look at exhibit one first. So you notice how it's 12, 6, 18, 24. What does that kind of remind you of when I, in the perspective of team months? Um, like um, you have six months, like kind of like a deadline because mm -hmm. they're in like increments of six. Okay. So you have half a year. Yep. And then you can cut that. Um, if there's like 12 months, then you can cut that to half a year or mm -hmm. yeah so if you think about it in that perspective you can kind of dumb it down to how many teams that would be so right. assuming with a 12 month year uh let's give you the first example of the customer experience for mobile phones that's one year because it's 12 right mm -hmm. or one one team one year at least like one team for that right mm -hmm. so you could also say the same for six that's half a team Right, and then right. for 18, that's one and a half team and 24 being two teams. Right. Okay. So right now, that is currently the effort needed for that. So when you have this in mind, you can kind of do that by now you can use that as let's give you an example of the 18 months one. That 18 months is one and a half team. So with that, you know, with one team, it costs 100,000. So what is that going to be the true cost of that? 18 months, team months. Sorry, I got a little sidetracked. So you're saying okay. for the 18 to 18 month, um, how much it will cost um, for the team. So what, so you would need one and one and a half people. Yeah. So what, what is the cost in this? Like we already determined that process improvements for mobile phones as 18 or any of these that are 18 currently in that exhibit currently costs one and a half team. So if one team costs $100,000 for the year, which is what's remaining, how much would 18 team months cost? Um, you need 200,000 or two. You would need 150,000. So in right. this case, let's break it down to like 18 to, to be 12 and six, that's one and a half. So if one team is $100,000, that's $100,000 plus, and we want half of that, that's, 50,000. So that's $150,000. Yeah. 
So the cost for process improvements for mobile phones is $150,000. Okay, right. Now, if you were to look at the actual other exhibit that I provided, which is the marginal, uh, actually, when I provide the other one, which is specifically on the value, you can probably see here of like what per, like the value that it will bring in compared to the cost. So now that's really going to be asking you, what do you think would be the total like ROI in this case, the return of investment for each of them, and which ones should you be now allocating based off of that information to this new layout? Okay. So now that we, knowing that we are going to be cutting scope down. How would we want to do it? And we want to do it in the most logical way based off of money or whatever is provided in the case. Okay. Mm -hmm. So since they have, um, they have the 10 teams, mm -hmm. you can allocate it to, um, so since you kind of need to make sure like internally, like what processes need to, um, run efficiently and then mm -hmm. what to cut what costs you need to cut I would say primarily focusing on process improvements why um, since why yeah oh um I think um making sure that um the internal process is running smoothly mm -hmm. is um, more important because you're trying to not delay the project and so I think that is more important than um the data insights and customer experience, even though it, those two are relevant. But I think for this specific um, timeline, you're wanting to focus more on the internal improvements so that everything is running smoothly. And okay. so, so right now it looks like what you're going for is based off of the qualities of the work streams. But in the situation of an ROI, knowing the cost that we just calculated and knowing the value that we provided, the NPV, what do you think is the ROI from that? So let's focus on the same exact situation for process improvements in mobile phones. What do you think is the first step to calculating the ROI? Um, so I think figuring out um, if it'll come out to calculating the ROI and then making sure that it comes out to be um, either a positive or a negative. So then, mm -hmm. Um, if it's uh, a negative ROI, then you just completely cut those because you're not generating um, profits in that case. Okay. So how would you go about to calculate the ROI for the process improvements for mobile phones right now? So we do see the NPV for that right now is $3.6 million. And we do remember from before we calculated the cost for the team specifically is $150,000. So how would, what is the formula for an ROI? Do you know? Um, not that I remember on the top of my head. Is it um, your investments? Um, I remember like you divide one of your investments and then I forgot what is on the top. So then I would be taking the, the um, you said that it was 3 million, um, 500? 3 million, 600, it should be an exhibit too. Oh, oh I see, I see. Yeah. Okay. So, so then all you need to do is take 
that um, the NPV and divide it by the um, the number of teams. So that would give you two hundred thousand for um, the uh, ROI, the return on investment. Correct. So now <laughs> I think if I'm you want making it. Yeah, it, it's like sometimes it's really just all the information there's just like so much that we need to do but once you look into it it's like so much easier than you think I think a lot of people whenever they do something like oh my god a case interview it sounds very intimidating already but sometimes it really is like think exactly what it's asking for sometimes like you may want to kind of dumb it down so that's why I always like to use outside examples where you're not making it that complicated. It's pretty simple. It's just a matter of now the moment you're in the workplace, it's like, oh, what? This is so completely yeah. different. There's like so many zeros at the end of this number. What do I do? But really, it's like not that hard when it comes to thinking about it logically, once you like realize what it's looking for. So mm -hmm. now if you were to do the same exact thing for each of these entire work streams and products, what would that be? And then let me know from there, where do we go from there? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so then when I calculate the ROI for yep. the remaining cells, um, it seems like process improvements have the greatest ROI. So mm -hmm. I can take that into consideration and the data insights, they fall to 50,000. So comparing that to the 200,000, obviously someone would want the 200 more than the 50,000. So you can eliminate. So would you kind of want to eliminate um, that uh, whenever, or data insights since it's a lower ROI? Yep. That's a good start. Now, moving forward, knowing that we only have 10 teams here, how would you want to allocate that? Um, I, I think um, since also uh, the team is, or it's worth $100,000 per team, mm -hmm. um, by eliminating the um, ROI that have less than a hundred thousand, mm -hmm. then you can kind of simplify it and then allocate to um, the positive ROIs and see which ones you can uh, divide them into which uh, work stream. So look at the first exhibit and then look at what you just have in front of you with the calculations. How do you actually think that's going to work out? Think about how much effort it would take. So we're looking right now, 12, 12, 12, 18, 18, 6, 18, 18, 24. We calculated before that the teams before was 12 is really just one, 18 was one and a half, and then six is 0.5. Now, did you try to add all of them up and see like how many that would be in terms of total teams needed to get the scope that we currently have to complete? No, I did not. Let me go ahead. Okay. So I'm so I would be adding the um, how much it would cost for all the teams, right? Yeah. How many teams technically would you need to complete everything? So it would cost um, one million one hundred and fifty thousand. So rather than the money, how many teams do we need, though? We need ten teams. Ten teams. But um, did you do it off of the allocations? of okay let me calculate this with you we have 12 actually let me get a pen and paper <laughs> yeah i think i've just been like doing it without the pen and paper and that's what's 
making it yeah that is like the number one thing I would recommend is get like a pen and paper so that we can really visualize what's going on so okay. let's start with the I'm going to just make into my little thing here 12 12 12 and then we have 18 18 6 and then we have 18 18 24 so 12 equals one team mm -hmm. 18 means 1.5 mm -hmm. 6 is 0. 0.5 18 is 1.5 and 24 is 2 so that is based off of what the current scope is that's the number of teams that we would need now let's add it all up one 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 that's three mm -hmm. For the first row for a customer experience and then we have 1.5 1.5 and 0.5 right now that is 3.5 and then we have 1.5 1.5 and 2. so then that would give you five so then would you need to then that total number add that all and multiply it by 100,000, right for each so i just want to know how many teams this would be I'm trying to get you to that end goal. So when I first add up the number of teams that you would need for customer experience, that's three. And then process improvements right now, that would mean 3.5. So that's 6.5 teams right there. And then for data insights, that would need three. So that is actually going to need 11.5 teams. But we only have teams for 10 and budget for 10. So now knowing that we have to allocate that, Let's kind of look at it in terms of if we were to look at the ROI again, we were just completely don't care about the ones that don't really have a good ROI. First off, we want to know, like, yes, technically you did say data insights is not good, but why? What's your metric on what is a good ROI compared to a bad? Um, as long as, well, how I'm taking it is that since um one team is worth a hundred thousand mm -hmm. i would eliminate the rois that are under one hundred thousand okay so and that right would now. be which ones um so that would be all of the process improvements and then um two of the customer experiences because okay the data insights i got fifty thousand for their roi and twenty five thousand Okay, so you are definitely on a great track right there. Now, now looking at the matrix from before, because we're going to cut out data insights, boom, and then we're also going to cut out internet for customer experience, boom, that really does need only two teams for customer experience and only 3.5 teams for process improvements. So how many teams would that need right now? The 5.5. Yep. So 5.5, when we have 10 teams, what would you go from there? What do you think should be what the company should do? So then would you have to take the number of teams and multiply it with um, the 100,000 per month it takes for each team and the number of remaining months, so the, the 12 months? So there's like a few ways you can approach this. One is that maybe we only need 5.5 teams. We don't have 
we don't need to have everyone else. And that way we'll be right on time. We'll be actually cutting costs. And one way you would have to show that is like, how much money would that be to save on that? So 10 minus 5.5 is 4.5. And then each of them costs 100,000. So that's $450,000 of savings on this particularly. But you also need to think about like, how much money would we be saving in terms of cutting out data insights and cutting out internet of customer experience. So really the total cost savings for the team reduction is $5.4 million because there's 4.5 teams, 12 months and $100,000. So it's not just like the team and that's 100,000, it's like per month. So team cost specifically is $5.4 million. And then the total realized benefits, and this is where we would be going into looking at all the ones we ended up keeping. So 200,000, 200,000, 200,000, 600,000 right there, plus the 500,000 right there, and then the 125,000. The total benefit realized is $14.1 million. And the whole cost at the end of the day, if you were to do the new team cost is 6.6 million. So another way you can approach it after just cutting it down is we could just keep all the 10 teams and just make everything faster. Now we completely considerably cut down the budget, um, the actual, uh, like the timeline specifically, like instead of one year, you could probably do it way faster, but you also need to realize like, why would you want to do that? So you probably want to realize the benefits earlier. So in this case, like maybe this does give you more time to reap more benefits from process improvements and reap more benefits from the customer experience. So it kind of is like both ways of like, what's the revenue? What's the cost side? Why would you want to do one over the other? What are the total revenue you'll get? What are the total costs that you'll get from this situation? So there's a lot of ways you can go about it. I think on a high level, you did go approach the right area. It was just a matter of like, I think you need a little bit of push. You kind of were overthinking in some cases, you're like, oh, costs. And like, yes, that is one way you can approach it. That is just like a part of the reason of like, okay, what is the total cost or the total cost savings from this? And then also what are the benefits from that? So now moving forward, like I think you can kind of understand how to approach this kind of case. It's just probably, and this is the same for like in consulting in general, like you're going to get all of these facts, all of this information, but what exactly is what's important to the case? Like right. you probably, like maybe there's like 10 pieces of information, but only three matter to what you're trying to do based on the problem definition in the beginning. So now when you revisit that, you can kind of see like, okay, that's how I would allocate it. But at the same time, these are the total costs and the total benefits from those allocations. And you kind of weigh out between like what, what it is right now. So optimization sometimes is probably as simple as like, all right, this is like this team's benefit, but like strictly whenever these comes to the cases, it's going to be strictly about money <laughs> to be honest, but Right. And uh, when that's where it's not always about money, though, like you want to go re revisit that time scope and money triangle there and say, like, OK, what are the three factors you need to consider time when I gave you the information that like we can't push it. So that means let's either make it shorter or we were to keep it the same time. And then the actual money side, we did say we don't want to incur any more money. So the only way to consider is scope. And then once you approach scope, you know, okay, we can either cut down on whatever's out there or cut down on the quality. But I did also say we can't cut down on quality. So the only thing is really to cut down on what doesn't make sense. Now, how do we do that is really like how much profit do they bring in, the value it brings in. And I mean, like you did kind of think about it from the very beginning, like process improvements will bring the most benefits. But again, when it comes to, to cases specifically, they only care about the numbers. They want to know like 
what evidence, what's your logic, instead of just thinking about what it could be, because right. who knows, maybe these, pro pro these process improvements are actually not for the better. <laughs> but you want to make sure that at least you do make, you actually like broke even, and you really did get it before, where you're like, yeah, data insights, not a good ROI there. And then there's also internet for customer experience, also not good, because the 100,000 right there, well, right there that's like not even worth it anymore because like you're not going to break even from that if it's less if it's like less than a hundred thousand dollars so you do want to focus on customer experience for mobile phones and cable process improvements for all three lines and then from there you can do the calculations of like how what is the total benefits and what's the total cost so i think you definitely are in the right track and i know this is a very hard case because especially this is your first case ever so you did really well, in my opinion. I think it's just a matter of like practicing and really trying to realize like, what is it actually asking for? Because I'm noticing that you kind of like, here's all this information. You kind of like, I'm just going to attack this, attack that, attack this, attack that. But you don't know like where to go. So thinking about it, sometimes I like to think backwards. Like, okay, think big picture. If I were to look at this in a situation, I understand like using the trip kind of idea of okay if I had a situation where maybe like people here are like on a budget they don't have that much money to do this trip but at the same time they can't do like a whole Asia trip maybe the only thing we can do is like a three-day ski trip and domestically so now you can think about it that way of like okay that's the scope part now how much do we actually care about Asia compared to going to a ski trip? And then even things like how much do we care about going first class on a flight compared to a first class like experience at a hotel? Now that's the benefits of like, where do we want to allocate our resources and our money? So from there, it's like a pretty easy way to visualize it when you think about it that way. So sometimes when I look at these cases, I'm like, how do I even think about what this would start with? And then you can kind of right. use that situation of that and like, okay, if I were to replace customer experience with hotel and process improvements with flight, how would that be? How would we approach it? Because technically these cases are very similar. It's a matter of like, all they do is just change it. And then maybe oh like God. the problem statement's a little bit different. So that will definitely help you visualize a lot better of like how to approach this. And then you'll have a better idea because I think like you were overthinking a lot uh, and mostly because of all these like fancy terms and everything. But once you really think of like what it's truly asking for, I think you'll really understand it. And you really have the logic behind it. You just kind of needed that little push nudge in here and there. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And now that I'm looking at like the full solution, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I get it. I think I was just really overthinking it. Yeah. And making and thinking that there were like other more complex um, calculations when it really is just basic math whenever <laughs> I'm like looking back I'm like oh my god it's, it's much more simpler than I was thinking it and I think also whenever um since I was writing the notes on like yeah. another document it's a lot easier when you visually have like the pen and paper yeah I'm more of a visual learner so I think also I need to um keep that in mind as well but regarding because they only give you that simple problem in the beginning right and then mm -hmm. you have to um kind of deduct your way into those multiple questions mm -hmm. so how would you and since they didn't provide the table how would I go about that to let them provide that for me or would I yeah. say just straight up like is there like a table that I can reference or so you, you wouldn't be asking like, is there a table that I can reference? Because sometimes they don't even have it at all. And it's just like, sometimes they do. But what you do want to first think about is like, let's go back to the problem definition here. 
Our client is Yoda's Phones, a national telecommunications company. They have embarked on a three-year multi-million dollar digitization program. Unfortunately, two years into the program, they really realized they are significantly behind schedule and over budget. So right here, you realize they are one year left. So you're going to realize that, okay, this means that we only have one year time. That's that's one time equals one year. But we also saw behind schedule, which means that whatever we're doing is like the scope has way longer uh, time that we would need and also over budget, which means we are overutilized. You have been brought in to write the ship and ensure that oh my God, <laughs> digitization program is delivered as planned. The moment you see time, budget, and then potentially like a scope, and in this case, like significantly behind schedule, will mention scope a little. It's not going to say the word scope, but it's something to keep in mind is, okay, this is going to be an allocation kind of case. In this case, project management, time, scope, money. And I think like whenever preparing for consulting cases, like that's like one of the frameworks you should know. It's not entirely a framework. It's just like one of those principles that you'll know. And then from there, you're going to know like, okay, how do we make sure it's delivered as planned? Well, we can't always be over budget. Otherwise, we're just going to suck all the money out. So what do we do? We can't just cut down on costs all the time. But you can't also say that either. You can't make that assumption. So now that's where you start asking the questions of like, okay, let's look at those three elements, time, scope, and money time can we stick with just one year can we extend it yes no but in this case we said no so now you know time is out of question we can't consider that and then budget we are over budget but can we get more money can we like cut some costs here and there but we did say that we don't want to incur any extra costs so now you know okay it's either cut costs but how and then now you think about scope so there are ways we can do it by resources like in this case we did mention cutting teams And we also did mention about the scope itself. The scope one, I think, is the harder part because you're like, well, we didn't give that much information about this. Now, a lot of the questions you'll be asking is like the team and scope. I think those were the the ones that were a little bit easier to understand of like what should be the next step. It's just a matter of like where you want to go. And you could go either way, too. So let's say, for example, scope, we want to go by the value. So when you go by the value here, like, okay, maybe we don't actually need everything here. So that's the conversation you would bring up and then you get the exhibit that would come up. So you may or may not get an exhibit. And then in that case, like if you were not to get an exhibit, they may just say like, okay, which one do you actually care about the most? Which one do you think will bring in the most ROI? They're going to provide it for you. Uh, I can't possibly imagine that they'll say like, yeah, you're gonna have to magically think about like, what are the things that they're trying to talk about? They're going to provide something either verbally or an exhibit to you. So when it comes to the actual times, like with the team specifically, they may provide you a little bit more information, like maybe an organization structure, or they maybe they'll provide you like a roster kind of thing. In this case, what we have instead, we do have an exhibit with the team months. And that's where knowing the information, you can say like, how much does it cost? And because technically with that, we do provide you the information that 10 teams each cost $100,000 each per month. And now that's where, you know, like the moment I mentioned dollars, you know, okay, I'm gonna have to do some math here. So you look at that, you look at that exact calculation, you see how much money would that be, how long it will take for each of them because they're team months specifically. And then you know that with that, we do have 10 teams. So you know that this is gonna be an allocation question too. So now it's just a matter of, do you want to use those 10 teams on that? 
But remember when we did the calculations, it actually did 11.52. So you know we're gonna have to cut down something, but where? And that's where the whole second part, the scope part comes in. Which one do we eliminate? And you did the whole thing properly with the whole ROI. You knew exactly which one to actually cross out. And that actually made it so much easier. It wasn't like cutting something that's like 1.5. It was really like cutting things that just literally did not make any profit, the ROI wise. So you could say, well, with that, why would I even consider digital why would I consider data analytics then? And then why would I consider internet specifically for when it came to customer experience? So once you calculate that, the, the rest is history at that point. Like, I think it's pretty simple once you get to that point, but the hard part is understanding what are the potential ways you can kind of save money. In that case, that was the team allocation and the scope and how to get there to the point where you're like, where do I allocate? That's the hardest part, I think. So that's usually the part where it takes time to practice. And also sometimes that's the part where I'd be like, okay, in the context of a trip, do I want to save money on a hotel? Do I want to save money on maybe like the Uber or do I want to save money on food? Which one do I care more about the most? And then from there, it's just like, all you have to do is like reframe it. The same questions you'll provide, the same math you'll be doing, just a different scenario. Right, right, okay. Thank you so much for all of that insight. Yeah, I think just keeping that in mind and um, making sure not to overcomplicate it. And mm -hmm. it's just, they're asking you a simple question. And so it's it's like, it's easier said than done whenever yeah. you're actually doing it. You're like, oh, I don't know where to start. And I think that's also where I need to work on is mm -hmm. like um, understanding like what the question is asking and which like uh framework to use with the time scope and money because yeah since that's like the generic one and so yeah thank you so much though yeah and i and i do want to add that like this one if you think about it did not actually need anything about tech it just involved mm -hmm. tech and that's yeah. what a lot of management consultants and maybe even strategy consultants will be doing so right. there are definitely going to be cases out there like that where you may be going for a tech role and you're going to be like getting all this stuff you may even be like preparing yourself for all of these tech concepts and wondering about what cloud is or what AI is. And then you get this, but I think every consultant should still know basic things like this time scope money. It's not just a business question. Maybe the money part of like, like what is an ROI? Some people may ask that in which I can provide you that information, but once you have all the tools and resources in front of you, the calculation is, as I mentioned, like you were thinking about the trip, and I think at this point, probably everyone has planned some kind of trip or some kind of thing with someone that is something you can kind of use. Another one that people have heard about is the profit tree or market sizing or market entry, all those kind of things. It's still pretty similar. Like in this case, profit tree is revenue cost. Those are the two. If anything, I think like someone who's in tech, they may not know what revenue means. They probably know what cost means. But then the calculation is pretty simple when you think about profit. How much do you sell it for? How much is the cost? Boom. And then now from there, how do we like reduce the cost? How do we increase the revenue? This is still pretty similar. It's just a matter of like, how do you allocate now based off of what you have? So I think like whenever it comes to consulting, that's why whenever we get cases, I say always prepare for both kinds of cases. Don't just prepare for the tech cases because a lot of firms may still have a lot of management consulting style work for tech consultants. So it's not like, you're going to be constantly coding all the time. There are roles that you'll be coding, but there are also some roles that are very much like management consulting or project management or product management. They all involve some kind of business elements or money elements, which is why I was like, oh, if you're not technically in tech, 
this is a really good way for you to go in with your current background to go into tech consulting if this is what you want to do or matching consulting in this case. So that's why these cases are built in a way that's like you don't need to know everything about tech, but also you don't need to know everything about business. Sometimes there are basic frameworks like the time scope money and there's the profit tree with the revenue and cost. But once you have that, I think it's just like, how would you, how would you structure your logic? Because your yeah. logic is also just as important as your calculations. In this case, right. this is a very calculation heavy case. Not all of them are going to be calculation heavy, but some of them are also going to be very conceptual heavy. So maybe there will be no numbers, but then I'll also probably ask you, how would you approach this without the exhibits or the numbers in, that, in advance? So uh, with that, I think it probably is a good way to practice for you because in, I think a lot of jobs, like you'd have to deal with something like this, just not in consulting. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, thank you so much for the help. Um, it just really gave me more um, things to focus on whenever I'm yeah. practicing my cases because um, I know I'm weak in some areas, but then whenever it's actually, when I'm actually being told that, it mm -hmm. actually helps me to realize like what I need to focus on. Yeah. And all that. But yeah, thank you. Yeah, no problem. And thank you so much for being a part of this special video. I know it's probably like very intense that you have like all of this that you have to do and it was your first case ever. So I think like you definitely have a good starting point of where to approach and also like what to do from now. So thank you so much and see you everyone next time. Bye. Bye.